He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. How do you guys partner rather than here's some tech, implement it or figure out how to implement yeah. it? Because once you give us that credit card, we're out. Peace out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like, unfortunately, you know, not to name names, like most of our competitors in the space, like that's how they sell. Mm. Right. It's like got that credit card, went through, peace out. Um, we, that that's very short-sighted yeah. thinking. That's not. That's not helping people grow. That's not, you know, and, and especially when you look at like a Romy, right? They're like a large operator and they're not interested in like being sold to at all. No. It's more like, hey, we've got five. All right, Steve. Good morning. Good morning, Well, Good to see you in person. Dude, it's so nice to have you up here in sunny Vancouver. Sunny Vancouver. For all of those who are listening, if you can't tell, we're being a little sarcastic. It's not sunny. It's a little gray, a little rainy, a little fog, yep. but I'm used to it. I grew up over, over on this side of the, the world. So, dude, thanks for having me out here at the Operato office yeah. here in Vancouver, BC. I'm excited to chat because the conversations I've been hearing are the same conversations you and I want to talk about. Yeah. And I would just love to open up. Let's let's talk about 2023, right? It's been a little bit of a crazy year, not just for Aperto, totally. but the industry as a whole. And compared to 2022, there's been a lot of change. What are you guys seeing in the difference of 2022 to 2023? Yeah, so I think first off, it's awesome to have you here, you know, a legend in our own <laughs> office. So it's, it's uh, good to have you up here. Sorry about the weather. Yeah, you know what? I think the the interesting thing with 2023 versus, I mean, let's go back 2021, 2022, yeah. you know, when there was free money sloshing around in the markets and, you know, revenge travel was a thing. And there was sort of this, this reckless abandon with which people were traveling and spending money and, and all the things. It, that has abruptly e-braked in 2023, 100%. right? And, yeah. and, and I think where we, where we've seen it affect like big time our customers is is the folks who maybe got a little bit drunk with uh, over exuberance in terms of growth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, it's 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 really easy to grow in low interest rate environments. Yeah. And and so we've you know, we've seen a lot of folks who who overshot the runway and have, you know, sort of had to come around and, and sort of figure out what is my strategy going forward? Because what I thought was my strategy in 2022 uh, was definitely not the strategy going forward. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to bring it back. You and I were in Barcelona at Scale Rentals and we were on a panel and one of the really key big like takeaways that I had was with Dale Smith. Yeah. And we've been seeing, you know, property management groups like him just scale like crazy, vertically integrated and also just doing a ton of acquisition. Yeah. And I know having Dale on my show talking about that strategy and how they can or obviously organically grow. Yeah. But through acquisition, that mm -hmm. seems to be the route to get to the numbers and the revenue, you know, 100 million in revenue. Yeah. But how realistic is that? Do you think like? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, Dale's obviously a friend and, you yeah. know, very, very impressive yeah. individual. So, and I mean, how realistic but, is that for the United States? I think yeah, he's dominating. I mean, you, so for sure. Yeah. I think, you know, the, so with sort of thinking about that sort of uh, 
drunk exuberance with which people were sort of scaling and then going, okay, getting hit with a little bit of a reality slap in 2023, mm-hmm. it's opened up an opportunity for operators like Dale yeah. uh, and, and, and all over the world who are more of a professionally minded organization to start to vacuum up uh, the smaller operators yeah. who, who don't have necessarily the cash reserves, the, the, the market penetration, the sort of the things you need to, to be successful in a, in a more challenging operating environment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so what, what we're seeing and, you know, is, is, is those sort of more, the smaller onesie, maybe one to, to, to 10 to even 20 units, property managers are being sort of vacuumed up. Yeah. And, and so with that, I think it's good. I mean, there's, it's always lovely to see, you know, a broad base of, of operators out there, but it's also cool to see, you know, even if you look at like Casago or some of these like mm-hmm. other guys who are Cassiola, who, yeah. who are, who are professional uh you know professionals in every sense of the word um they're doing incredibly well right now because there's this sort of shift to quality over quantity Mm -hmm. and yeah and it's it's something you know i don't think i would have predicted 18 months ago but it's absolutely playing out right in front of our eyes so what does that impact have of the shift of quality over quantity have when it comes to not even just operato customers but now i think as new brands are popping up. We're seeing a little bit of funding come back into the space. Yeah. And whether it's a, a bootstrap company or even just a private equity or venture capital backed property management you know, group, yeah. they're, they're not trying to scale at all costs, right? They're not totally. burning through the capital. For sure. And it doesn't matter like where you sit on in that story, that the, the growth at all costs model was a low interest rate model, right? where nobody thought that the government would ever turn off the printing press. And so everyone was just like literally throwing money at the problem and just like hoping that things stuck on the wall. Yeah. Fast forward 12 months, uh, you know, the dog days of winter are here and, 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 and where the market is, is, is shifting for sure. And this is whether it's in PE or venture or bootstrap companies, it's, it is that quality versus quantity measure. And, and, and profitability, yeah. right? Like what is, what is your road to break even positive EBITDA, you know, all those pieces that are actually important versus like just shoveling more cash into the fire and hoping that something happens. Mm-hmm. And, and I think again, you know, it's, it's, uh, and we're seeing how that plays out in the short-term rental market because you're seeing the well-capitalized companies that are growing efficiently, mm-hmm. um, do really well. And the ones that, that maybe didn't, managed to raise money during the good times are the ones who are actually a little bit more struggling to to sort of keep up with this new market uh, reality. Yeah. Well, one of the favorite kind of talking points I've been having recently is I was watching a podcast uh, called This Week in Startups with Jason Calacanis. Oh, yeah, and yeah. He had the CEO of Kayak on. Oh. And there's one maybe minute, 45 second snippet in that episode where the CEO of Kayak says, you know, no one's figured out how to be profitable. Sonder, Vicasa, oh, all sure. these companies yeah. have not figured it out and they're public and they are backed by hundreds of millions of dollars and yet they're still not figuring it out. And so, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, Cassiola, Casago, uh, any kind of brand that is focusing on profitability is really, really succeeding. Yeah. And I think paving a way, especially with franchise models and mm-hmm. a couple other different you know, structures. Sure. I would love to know, do you think 
in this current period, you know, 2023, we're on the tail end, Q4, about to go into 2024. Do you think we're going to see a slowdown in the type of growth in companies, but more of like that quality focus where it's just like, sure. hey, we're not, we're going to put our heads down and we're just going to go in and focus on profitability. Yeah. I mean, I think that that is the, that that's the path forward. And, and let's be honest, it's not, you know, there with all the things that are sort of happening in the Middle East right now yeah. and in Ukraine, and there's lots of sort of global uncertainty just generally across, you know, the broader world, doesn't matter really where you sit in that, 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 that alone is going to cause that sort of contraction of the market and 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 where when you have that kind of dynamic you've got an a, the, the the focus really does turn from growth to quality mm-hmm. and i think that you know you're gonna see it, and also like you know when you've got a really efficiently run business those are the businesses that can then start to look to expand and and swallow up the less efficient operators yeah and so you yeah like is there going to always be a market for, oh yeah, I've got a basement suite and I'm going to huck it up on Airbnb? For sure. That's never going anywhere. It's a side hustle. People are going to for sure do that just mm-hmm. to earn some extra cash. But where, where I think you're going to see the interesting market shift is going to be from the, the ones who are going to try to go from one to five to 10 to 50, because sort of like at about 50, you're like a professional property yeah. manager. That growth is really difficult because it's hard to find efficiency in, in that bucket yeah once you get to the bigger like where you're doing your own laundry you're doing you've 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 consolidated or built your own tech stack you've got your own full-time employees you've got like all those things that's where the efficiency starts to come into the business Mm -hmm. and you can even if you're operating in a low margin environment which is unfortunately where we're at right now adrs are down interest rates are up Cap rates are down, like occupancy is low. Like it's just, it's like every possible tailwind is hitting our market right now. And, and so that favors efficient, efficient operators. And when I looked, you know, our LinkedIn feeds, I'm sure are just filled with the same folks. And, you know, again, going back to the Casa Go or the Casiola is like, they figured it out. Yeah. And, And, and so for them, they're like, all these headwinds are actually like, all right. Yeah. Because it, 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 it means that they can broaden where they're looking to grow and they'll always find inefficient operators in all those markets. Yeah. And so it's, it's again, just different than it was two years ago. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we've, we see these posts here, right? Uh, Brooke from Ventory and yeah. you know, talking about scaling. And I go to a lot of short, like small group meetups, right? In Denver or other destinations where a lot of these operators are at that 5, 10, 15, 20 range and trying to get to that 50 mark, the the main thing I'm hearing from them and like having these conversations is like, oh, I'm just trying to get to this unit count. And I'm like, well, like, let's take a look at your current units. What ones aren't performing? What ones are are really kind of causing you this headache and stress? And I know for a lot of people watching or listening, that's like, that's back in second nature, right? Like, all right, yeah. they're, they're not working, cut them. Yeah. But a lot of these new operators that are trying to build a brand, whether it's in unique stays yeah. and destination creation, they're just so focused on the number that they kind of forget, like right in front of them, they have some, some fat to cut. And you know what? The, the unit count is probably the least important number of all of them. Yeah. Like it's almost a throwaway number because if you have five units that are run incredibly efficiently that have, that are great free cash flow, and then you've got 25 units that are not run efficiently, you're going to make more money by running le- a smaller operation yes. than you will, you know, and it's a, like, I almost look at like unit count almost as a vanity metric. Like mm. 
it, it is and it isn't, but like when, when an operator starting out and especially when they're trying to go from a small handful to a bigger to bigger, it's more about how your operation is run versus the brand you're trying to build. Yeah. Right. Like I think that, you know, again, I don't, this isn't a classical plug, but like <laughs> when you look at like, you know, what Steve and Ryan have done, they built the infrastructure first yeah, and then they brought on the, the marketing piece after. Mm -hmm. And so they did the hard part up front and then they layered the brand on top. I mean, that was called, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so 100%. it's like cart for, for, before the horse. Yeah. And I think that again, when you're looking at like, how do you actually scale? Like you have to know your numbers yes. better than the manager at the bank does for sure. And, and I think that, you know, when, when folks are looking to get into the short-term rental game, like you got to know your numbers, like, like, and people bang on about it at conferences, yeah. but it's so true. Because if you don't, if you don't know those, then you're kind of a sitting duck. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And we we hear a lot of the times, a lot of people before they get to that fifty mark, right? Like every property should basically have its own PNL. Yeah, hundred percent own PNL. Whether you're in one destination or if you're spread out, mm -hmm. I'm we're spread out, and yeah. it like I will say it sucks because totally. like, it's like okay. You have different markets being impacted by different things. And I get that. And so like when we're working through our business, mm -hmm. it's like, all right, where do we want to consolidate? Where yeah. do we want to build density and depth? Yeah. Because the spread out thing is great, but like the properties don't really fit when it comes to yeah. the efficiencies and building out the brand. For sure. And I was going to, sorry to yeah, yeah, jump yeah, yeah. I was going to say the, the one other thing too, when the people do the marketing before they do the efficiencies, like you're just talking about with yeah. Costco, you'll see that the marketing is inconsistent. It doesn't, oh, sure. it, it's, it's like, oh, we're doing great. And then something breaks and then they're like, all right, no marketing, ghost. And yeah. then, oh, all right, it's working again. And then they're back. Yeah. And so I think people, yeah. people, people stay at your properties because it's an amazing stay. Yeah. Not because you've built an amazing brand to lure them in, right? They're going to remember the small touches. How clean was the unit? How, like, did it have all the things that made my, my stay comfortable? Versus like, oh, that pink that they chose for their palette color, color palette was so awesome, right? So like, again, card before the horse yeah. on a lot of that stuff. And, you know, my, I tip my hat to any of those professional uh, folks who have really, really done well and navigated again, like you br bring up Brooke from Vintry, right? Like yeah. the service that they provide is incredible. It really does make such a huge impact for a scaling operator. Yeah that you know they've done really well because those people come in search of uh folks who really know what they're talking about and really can help you look around those blind corners and 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 that that for me is like yeah it's great to see the good people doing well yeah for sure. well and it also helps you know brooke's done it before it's not like so it, totally it's like, not like oh i'm just gonna create this idea and like yeah yeah, yeah. Like like he actually, knows. yeah, knows. yeah yeah for sure i 100 percent agree yeah so kind of going into this whole conversation of quality versus quantity, scale, operations, then marketing, car before the horse, all this stuff, right? Yeah. With you, like you guys have, I would say, probably the biggest pulse on the industry, especially with this blend yeah. of hotel, short-term rental, you know, building out a brand, not just being a host, right? Because like, I think the, the host game, like you said, is always going to be there. Yeah. There's always like the property I'm staying at here in yeah. Vancouver. Amazing. Like yeah. married couple with a kid and a, an adopted dog named Rocco. Shout yeah. out to Rocco. You know, like just, <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's great experience. They do it as a side hustle. It's fun. It's cool. And you know, they get good guests that are quiet and hopefully yeah. clean. Right. Yeah, like sure. that's, that's all they want to do. Now you have these bigger brands. You guys are experienced and they either are on site. They're 
remote, they're a mix, they're a blend, they're multifamily, single family, all this yeah. stuff. Where is the conversation leading with them within the Operto sphere that you guys kind of have like a big pulse on? I would love to. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, when you're, so the, the conversations that we are having are much more like rewind 12 months ago. Like people would literally call us with their credit card in their hand yeah, uh, and be like, sign me up, you know, like, because the money I'm using to pay for your service, I probably got at zero interest rates, right? Mm -hmm. uh, fast forward, you're, you're, the way that we're helping our customers now is 100% as like trusted partner consultative selling. Yeah. So we don't, very, very rarely do they come looking with their credit card in their hand. It's like, you kind of, not that you got to pry it out of their pocket, but like, it's a multi-stage kind of like really trying to understand where are you today? What, are there any of those warning signs in your business? A lot of the things we just talked about around like efficiency, efficient growth versus, you know, growth at all costs. Where are you now? Where do you want to be in six months? Where do you kind of What's your run runway look like? What's mm -hmm. your profitability? And like actually getting into much deeper conversations around their business. Yeah. And then going like, yeah, we do tech, right? Yeah. And tech is is an important part of that that piece for sure. Especially mm -hmm. when you're looking at like how do we cut fat and run more efficiently? We get it and we can help. But but we don't we only want to be part of a solution yeah. versus like we're not all things to all people. Like that is for sure. Like I was just we just say, do like we do a slice of the pie. Yeah. But if you don't have like the rest of the pie figured out, yeah, it doesn't matter how good Operto is. We're not going to get you to the, the great the Graceland, right? It's yes. not going to happen. So we need to understand how we fit into your plans, and then like we 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 like for instance like Vintory, like we push a lot of our customers to Vintory because. If they scale, we scale. Mm -hmm. And who's the best at helping people scale? Yeah. Brooke. Yeah. Right. And so like, so we, so we try and work with our partners to bring those pieces in so that we can actually give them a holistic, like, here's your growth, here's your growth um, pie. Mm -hmm. And we're a piece of it. I'm so glad you said that because, you know, not to, I'm not going to name names, but yeah. I will say there are definitely people in the industry on the vendor side or even the operator side that yep. preach that they are the solution. Yeah. And I think that type of marketing and that type of message is completely false. Yep. You're not the solution. You are a part of the solution. Sure. And I love that you just said that because it brings me back to the conversation again with Brandy, you, me, yep. Michael Golden out at um, in Barcelona. Just what Brandy said and what you guys said is like, yep. how does Operto scale with Romy, how does Romy scale and make sure Operto is matched, right? Yeah. Like, how do you guys partner rather than here's some tech, implement it or figure out how to implement yeah. it? Because once you give us that credit card, we're out. Peace out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like, unfortunately, you know, not to name names, like most of our competitors in the space, like that's how they sell, mm. right? It's like, got that credit card, went through, peace out. We, that that's very short-sighted yeah. thinking that's not that's not helping people grow that's not you know and, and especially when you look at like a Romy, right they're like a large operator and they're not interested in like being sold to at all no it's more like hey we've got five six hundred units how like you have to run your business so efficiently at that at that scale yeah. that every literally every dollar matters and you know so if if we can help again to a point but then like how do we work with them to introduce them to other people we're working with or like 
things that we're seeing in the market which might be helpful to them and it's like you know it's it's one of the things we talk about at Operto is we all talk about monthly recurring revenue because mm-hmm. that's like we're a SaaS business yeah right? but what I'm talking with my marketing and my sales team is monthly recurring value mm-hmm. right so like a lot of instead of the only time we talk to our customers is like once a year when it's time to renew yeah like hey buddy how are the kids and they're like fo like you haven't <laughs> talked to me in 11 months yeah. like you're only calling because you want my credit card details and yeah. like maybe my credit card expired and like you're making small talk versus like having a customer who we're you're talking with all the time and 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 that's like again when you look at like the kind of economy we're dealing with right now mm-hmm. people will cut you out as soon as you do not add value a hundred percent like and and yeah people and i'm sure everyone listening to this uh, like the churn in the market this year has been brutal because yeah. we've seen lots of people leaving the space consolidation like all of it's kind of happening but the folks who are weathering the storm are the ones who add real value and and their customers couldn't even fathom unplugging them 100%. like because it's fundamentally important that that vendor is in their life versus and, and so like that's where we try and again try and be more of a partner everyone says partner but like yeah. we really actually live that in our dna that's really important to us and and it pays dividends right and so when they are ready to grow and when times are good it's like whoosh you know yeah. not like hey buddy like remember me and they're like you where were you when my business was struggling yeah like where were you you yeah. weren't around but so we we build those long-term relationships we have very very loyal customers and and that's how we that's how we position ourselves yeah well like the long-term goal or the long-term term look right like it is long term and a lot of people can get short-sighted but the long-term vision like that actually pays short-term results for too sure. as well so like i think sure. it's a you know you, you're right you guys are a business you're yeah. you, you run SaaS, mrr is the number one yeah thing that and arr all this other stuff right but at the end of the day those actually add up and they they compound they compound so quick and you know, uh, it's it's crazy because like we're not a big, I'm not a big operator. I've, yeah. I'm not even daily operating my my management company. I have a great co-founder yeah. who who gets to to pretty much deal with it all. He, he gets to, he gets to it. So it's a, yeah, it's yeah a, lucky it's dude. honor. Yeah. But you know, when we do evaluations of our tech stack, you know, it's he will mention like, oh, this is like kind of costing us a lot. And I'm like, well, how how would your day look if you didn't have it? Yeah. Right, like. And that's where those conversations open up because then I can call that vendor mm-hmm. and be like, hey, we need to talk about X, Y, and Z. Like this is where we're working or where we're seeing our growth and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it actually ends up bringing a win-win result. And I think totally. not, um, you know, Alex from Wednesday, he on his uh, episode, he goes, you know, it's not that it's rah-rah and kumbaya, but like when win-wins do happen and they do, like a lot of people yeah. think that, oh, well, someone's getting the, you know, the short end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's naturally true. And I think you just have to have the hard conversations. Yeah. Because when that 11 month time period comes by, that conversation is a lot harder than for sure. The short term one, like, hey. And totally not authentic. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. This market is so interesting right now because, and it doesn't matter which, like, short term rental market's really this small kind of like island (laughs) that we all live on. Um, everyone knows everybody yeah everyone knows everyone and it's just a non-stop you know party 
Um, <laughs> but when, once you leave our little island and you move to, it doesn't matter which sort of technology island you live on, mm -hmm. this notion of like providing customer value and like real value is, is true across any industry. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, until we kind of come out of this malaise of, you know, wherever their global economy is in right now, the people who are able to figure out that balance of like providing great solutions and the tech's got to be there and all the things, but like actually positioning themselves at the dinner table mm -hmm. when the decisions are being made and they're like, of course, we're, we're going to continue with Operto or whoever, because they're part of the family. That's a totally different conversation, right? And so that's how we try and roll. Yeah. That's why I'm here, you know? Just, yeah, totally. You know, uh, that's, su that's super good and what, very well said. I don't think I could say anything else to make it better. So, you know, this is a, a fun conversation. I know we're going to have more of these. We're on the way to VRMA. Talk about party on. Yeah, seriously. Everyone in the industry in one room. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be a good time. Can't wait for the liquid IV to come out. It's yeah, be, uh, exactly. Amazing. Um, all our friends again. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So with that happening, there's going to be more conversations. I guarantee like I'm excited to be in the room with everybody gearing up for kind of the further conversation. And my number one thing I always kind of talk about and anyone on the podcast will know is beyond the audio, right? Like people are listening to this yeah. and the ones that are listening to it are not going to be the ones that are like shouting from the rooftops. They're the ones that are head down, weathering the storm. Sure. They don't reach out and, you know, post stuff. They're just like, all right, this is great. Need to hear it. Yeah. Grind. They're in the blender. Yeah. They're in the blender. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Nikki, uh, finger. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> um, but you know, that's going to be the part where I think like VRMA, when everyone's coming together and now not able to communicate on LinkedIn or podcast or whatever kind of channel method, but the actual in-person stuff that is unscripted, it's unrecorded, it's unprovoked, it just happens. Yeah. Um, would you say there's, or what would you say, there's one thing you're hoping from the VRMA kind of sessions or the conversations, I don't know, when the, when the beers are flowing that you're looking forward to the most? I, I, to be, to be honest, I think it's some of the stuff we just talked about. Yeah. I, I, I will be very interested to talk to some of our peers around like just the changing customer landscape mm -hmm. for sure. I think there's, and how, and how folks are actually servicing those people, right. Yeah. Uh, are, what are they doing to create real value in a very difficult operating environment? Yeah. How are they helping their customers look around corners? that maybe aren't necessarily in their swim lane. And we, and we do that, again, we try to do that as much as we can. A lot of the times when our CS team is talking to our customers, they're talking about stuff that has nothing to do with Operto. And, and I've said, that's totally fine. Like, yeah. That is, have those conversations because when it's time to talk about us, you can talk about us. Yeah. And so I think that that for me will be really interesting. I mean, obviously we're going to hear a bunch of AI gobbledygook, you know, wow, 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 AI, AI. Uh, if you don't say it seven times, it's not a real panel or a yeah, podcast. Right? Totally. And I can barely wait to sit in the back and yawn about all that crap. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, those are, it's interesting stuff, but it's not, it's not really relevant for yeah. this environment. Yeah. Well, and I'll, I'll say this, the word value has been thrown around a lot, not just in this conversation, but in the industry and outside of the industry, you look at any company outside of short-term rentals or hospitality, yeah. everyone's like, lead with value, lead with value. Totally. And you've already said the definition, but you're not leading with value by providing just a great solution, but you're actually problem solving outside of your scope where that's like, I think where, like you said, the yeah. seat at the table opens up totally. because if you're not doing that and you're just like, well, 
I don't know where that goes into access control or team solutions or yeah. anything else. So I, yeah, I guess like Google it, you like know, call like, me it, never. Yeah. Like yeah. 100%. No, for sure. So uh, yeah. we actually just had a couple of, uh, of our team got flown down to Miami to turn on a new hotel we were working with. And you know, the contractor didn't really work out some of the IOT we're putting in. I mean, and, and our customer was like left up shit Creek pretty bad. And so we put two, two guys in the hotel for two weeks and they put seven and a half thousand screws into doors to get the project live. Jeez. You, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and like, 100%. I mean, these poor dudes came back to Vancouver, like their hands are like literally falling off their arms and they're wrecked. And it's like, but you know, the, the takeaway is customer for life. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, like it yeah, yeah. doesn't matter what, what goes on from here on out. Like they've got the battle scars. We went absolutely above and beyond place, things we normally wouldn't have done. Mm -hmm. Um, but in this economy and those are the kind of things where like you, you, you step out of your comfort zone and you help someone out to yeah. truly help them out. You're good to go. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing. A lot of people try to put, you know, the, I think there's a part about business, right? Where you have to know the numbers. You said that you For have sure. to know your numbers, but that's one thing that's not measurable. You can't measure, you can by like lifetime value of them being with you guys, Yeah. but you can't measure how much they're going to be vocalizing to their other hotel buddies oh. and all the other stuff that's going to happen. Like that's an immeasurable impact. Yeah. And I remember, you know, during COVID I installed 200 noise sensors in a hotel by myself and your guys' team helped. I would yeah. call in to, to remotely on Google Meets and be like, uh, how do I do that? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's yeah, a lot yeah. different when it's one house versus, yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. you know, 200 hotel rooms. So yeah. that just is, is, I think the people that are very number or data centric need to kind of look up from the computer screen sometimes and understand like the unmeasurable value and the yeah. unmeasurable problem solving. Yeah. Uh, that's where it's going to have the bigger ripple for sure. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. We'll see. This has been fun. You I, bet, man. I'm so excited to uh, to continue to hang out while in Vancouver. But I'm, I'm not gonna lie, you look good in the Operto t-shirt. Hey. That is like, hey, it like brings this small tear to my eye that you're not only in Vancouver, you're rocking the 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 garb. So well, I was gonna say, if uh, podcasting and media doesn't work out for me, totally. I know exactly, yeah, exactly, where exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, Thanks, thank buddy. you so much, Steve. We'll Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to our show partners for making Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast possible. We hope you enjoyed the show and we would love to connect with you outside of the podcast. So you can follow us on all of our social media channels for daily hospitality content or find us on slicktalkthepodcast.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and we will see you guys all again next week.